spitting uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention Pull out the savage writings This is my aphorisms Plus I got bad intentions Call it the thirst for more And store Mojave vision At times I'm on the H the Gandhi kicking So pour a cup of that life liquid That's ever so omnipresent Other times I'm on this beat Gonna catch a body mission Like Sun ain't listening Then we hit them like Sunny listen But nah, let me call my diction Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 333. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. I didn't get much sleep last night, but uh, I'm still in a good mood. Still, I got some tea. I got something yeah. warm to drink, so I'm good. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about today, but I have a feeling that you have basketball thoughts, so I'm going to let you get into it. But before we get too far, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. You say you don't know what we're going to talk about. You do realize that we're like halfway through the first round of the playoffs, right? There's plenty. I know. I know. I've been so focused on, uh, on, on football and like fantasy drafts and like I've been writing stuff at four for four and I've been all over ah, the place. No. There that I, I just, I've been all over that. So I just have a hard time. Uh, I, I haven't been paying enough attention. I want to dig into some playoffs, into, into the NBA playoffs, but I, I guess I should start like, so we're doing football, right? Like, this is happening? So far, yeah. So far, it seems like that. Some of the owners are like, we're going to play a few games without fans. Some of the owners, like Jerry Jones, are like, no, there will be fans here. And, yeah. I, you know, apparently, apparently we're doing it. I, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably prepare for fantasy. I have not done any fantasy work. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I've just I've just kind of been doing everything like normal, and then in the back of my mind, being I hope this isn't all for naught. We'll see. Um, when are we drafting? <laughs> when is it? Well, uh, well, we we haven't fully figured that out yet. I have to figure that out, but we'll we'll probably do it okay. within a couple days before the first game, which is that that Labor Day, that week after Labor Day weekend. When is that? It's like September, like I don't know, September. The 16th or something is the okay, first game okay. or 14th, right, 13th, I was gonna, something like that. We, I was because I was because we normally do it like, like 10th, the first September 10th. It's the 10th. All right, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. September 8th, 10th is the first game. So we'll probably draft like the 7th or something. Let's just do I think just go for it. Just screw it. Like, who knows what's going to happen with this COVID thing? <laughs> like, yeah. Ri <laughs> riveting to listen to. This is fantastic. People tune in to the this two guys important. podcast and say, yeah. Fantasy draft scheduling when, conversations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the season starts, when our fantasy draft starts. So I know I have the second pick, so I'm taking, so I'm excited to get Saquon Barkley again. So I know that, but outside of that. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's been so weird. It's like, it doesn't, Feel, I guess because there's no preseason. Yeah, it's like yeah, it, we're not in it. Although this week felt normal to me because Twitter exploded with all the pre, all the camp stuff. All the camps all are the happening. Injuries, and, yeah, there's the yeah, injuries, the, there's the, practice. The cascade injuries, of injuries yeah. have started. Yeah, That's and we've bad. got you know uh, every time a, a rookie takes snaps with the first team, like it's it's all over Twitter. It's like wait. The first team offense has this guy there, which is yeah. like yeah, sometimes you know it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I already saw there's a contract a, contra a, a quarterback controversy in New England. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Which is which is silly because it's which Cam and if he's healthy, it's Cam if he's healthy. That's it. Right. Like, if Stidham was the guy, they wouldn't have signed Cam. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's never it's never uh, now. Now I I do think they like Stidham, right? And yeah. I think that 
they'd have been okay going into this season saying we're fine with Stidham. But Cam was there with zero risk. He's clearly, I mean, he's Cam Newton. So they bring him in. If he's healthy, it it was, the question was always, is he healthy? If he's healthy, he's starting. That's the way it goes. So that was never a question. (laughs) (laughs) It's just very funny. It just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh yeah, it's football season. Yeah, the only question in New England is who does Cam like? Who is Cam going to, you know, does Edelman do well with Cam? You know, maybe he does, right? Or James White, you know, any of those guys. So I I like Nikhil Harry with Cam because Harry, you know, has that like big body and wide catch radius and Cam has made use of that in the past. So it really, really, really makes me mad that I have to root against Cam Newton, but I have to. I don't want to. Yeah, I. I'm going to root for Cam Newton and against the Patriots. I don't know. Do I don't that. know how that works. Yeah, but how I'm does that work? It <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> this is the man. This is the dilemma I have with 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 Kimball Walker. Like Kimball Walker's yeah. up three zero in his series, and I could not be happier for the guy. He deserves it. I hope he gets a sweep. Yep. But at the same time, it's the Celtics, and I don't want the Celtics yeah. to ever do good. I, I understand. I understand. At, at the same time, they are playing against Philly, and Philly is yeah. easy to to root against. So, so here's you know, the thing. That's I want to. I want to. I want to get into it with Philly. There's a lot to talk about there. You want to. You want to go ahead. I know you. I know you've got Sixers stuff. You want to go I've ahead got, and use that as your segue. Let's get in. But I would let, briefly talk about the Celtics before we get to the, the Sixers because okay, the Celtics. I've thought all season this Celtics team was probably like a guy away. They seem a guy short to really go sure. toe-to-toe with Milwaukee or Toronto. Um, but, man, they, they look really tough, man. <laughs> they, they, yeah. I, I, I still think they need a five. Because Cantor and – not Baines. Is it Baines? They have Baines. Uh, Thies. 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 Yeah. Um, I, I, I just don't know if that's going to be enough to, to – much less make a finals, not even talking about winning a finals, but making the finals. But Jalen Brown, Jalen, I have always underrated Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is a really, really good player. He's a he's good just, player. He's a good two-way wing. He's a good yeah. player. He's, he's definitely one of those guys that if he's your third best player, second or third best player, you're in really good shape. Um, yeah, and Jason Tatum is phenomenal. Like he, when he's dialed in, he he's as good as just a just about anyone. He's really he's the, good. He, he's so funny. I had no confidence in him coming out of Duke, but he's so funny because he just seems so nonchalant. Like he doesn't ever seem to really get stressed. He doesn't ever seem to get really worked up. He will just drop thirty five on you, and like he's one of those sneaky thirty five guys where it's like, oh, he has thirty five sure. points. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Like where'd that come from? Yeah, um, he's been crushed. He's been great in the playoffs. Great in the bubble. I remember one of those, uh, one play in that last Sixers game where they won the game three. He like did this like move where he like came off of a screen in the corner and like did like a dribble between his legs, stepped back, hit a three, and then was jogging back down to court and was like picking something out of his eye. And it was just, it was like, he was just like, <laughs> like just completely unbothered. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you're making me like Jason Tatum. I, I don't want to like Jason Tatum. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the problem. I don't want to like any of these yeah. guys. But they, Why they're very likable. <laughs> <laughs> they're very likable. There was yeah. also the one play in that game. Kemba came down, got blocked by Embiid. They got on a fast break. And... Kemba runs back down the court, knocks the ball away from Embiid, who was loafing down the court. We'll get to him. 
He's loafing down the court. They thought about him. He knocks the ball away. They get the fast break, throw it back down, and, and Jalen Brown gets a, a wide open dunk. And it's like, how can you not <laughs> like that? Like, how, like, <laughs> like, that's the kind it's, of hustling that you get in the playoffs. And Bede's just loafing down the court, sulking. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard not to like them. It really is. <laughs> you got to root for the, for the Celtics. So I'm going to root for Kemba and not the Celtics. Same way with you with Cam. Yeah. Don't know how this works. Same but. thing. I, I don't know how it's going to work either. I want Cam to get, you know, to make a Pro Bowl and be fantastic and all that. And I want the Patriots to lose, to miss the playoffs. I don't know how, I don't know how that works, but I'm gonna, that's what I'm rooting for. If Kimba has a Pro Bowl season, like the, the, the Patriots are definitely making the, the, the playoffs. I, don't, don't dash my dreams. Don't dash my dreams. This is, this is how it works. The Patriots defense completely falls apart and gives up 75 points per game. That's yeah, the way it works. I, I would definitely yeah. enjoy that. And Cam yeah. has one of the best quarterback seasons of all time. I'll, I'll sign up for yeah. that. Yep, best season in quarterback history, better than Tom Brady's best season. Uh, they go five at eleven. That's yep. sixty <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it. Patriots might trot you and me out there at corner. That'll do it. <laughs> Try you out at corner. Why not? Yeah, I'll go out there at corner. I the the first snap I will fall down without getting hit, <laughs> give up a touchdown. The second snap, I'll try to tackle a running back and die. That's what. That's up against, my career. You lined up across the freaking <laughs> like Julio Jones. He's like six six, two hundred fifty, <laughs> two hundred thirty pounds. Looking at you, and you just you just explode. I'm just like, yeah. I just, he doesn't even hit me. I just blow. No, just, just spontaneously combust. That's how it works. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, we talked about it. The Celtics team up 3-0 on the Sixers. So th- there's been a lot, and there will definitely be a lot. The, we're recording this Sunday morning. We're not going to talk too much about it because by the time that you hear this, the Sixers have already been swept, or they're down 3-1, and they're going to lose in five. So yeah. the Sixers are probably not going to win that series. They don't have Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is out. Embiid is nicked up, but he's playing. It and he's really putting looks... up numbers, but when I watch him, I don't feel like Embiid is making a big impact. Here's... And it might be my Embiid hatred. I don't know, but there's, what do you think? There's a couple things here. I think, I think the, the, the bloom is off the rose a little with him. I think the, yeah. the... So the first season he got drafted, he was hurt. He didn't play. And there was still that mystique of Embiid, right? Like Sixers fans and NBA fans still had that, you know... This sucks right now, but Embiid's coming, right? And yeah. this, the next year, he was hurt, didn't play at all again the next season. But they still had that mistake. And they'd gone through, like, four different fan- franchise guys by that point. They'd already yeah, had absolutely. the Michael Carter-Williams era. They already <laughs> had the Nerlens Nerl- Nerl- Noel era. They had the Jaleel Okafor era. Like, all these guys that were supposed to be the savior. <laughs> and, but they still had Embiid. Right, they still had the Embiid card. Like we're, 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 he's coming, he's gonna be the guy. Right, uh, third yeah, season he's he comes out and he plays. I think he only played like thirty games that season. He didn't play a lot, but he looked incredible yep. when he played. Like I he, remember that. Yeah, he he looked like everything everyone promised. Right, he's he's seven feet tall. He's nimble. He's quick. He's hitting step back threes. He's taking guys off the dribble. He's backing down guys. He just he looks like the total package. The team, I don't think they made the playoffs that year. Um, no, they didn't, because that was the year that they got Ben Simmons, right? 
I think they got yep. Ben Simmons third in that draft. And yep, then, absolutely. So now, now Ben Simmons is the savior, right? He's the next guy. That was the, yeah, that's and what, he misses that's, his rookie year. He misses his rookie year <laughs> because that's what you have to do as a sixer, apparently. Yeah, but Embiid plays sixty games, right? So they get excited games. about Embiid. Mm-hmm. Now you like well, Embiid. Hey, here we go. We got Embiid. We're getting Ben Simmons. And then the myth of Embiid starts to take hold. Where the guy's good, and this first couple seasons. This is unfair to say to Embiid, but the effort was just different, right? Like, it just, it, yeah. it, he impacted the game then differently than he does now. His stats now and his play now, it seems so empty. And I don't know why it feels that way now as opposed to then. Like, then it felt like he was disrupting games. Like, when he was yeah. on the court, it felt like he was everywhere all at once. And now it just kind of, it seems like he's another guy. He seems more like Cat to me now than he does like rookie Blake Griffin, like rookie Blake Griffin, like took over games. Yeah. Like he was just everywhere dominating every aspect of the game. And that's what Embiid felt like. And it's not really not what he feels like now. And it's not an injury thing. He hasn't been hurt. I think he's played upwards of 60, 70 games the last couple seasons. If I'm, if I'm not, if I'm correct. So it's, it's uh, yeah. 51 this year, which is a lot for this year. 64, 63, the last two seasons. That's fine. That's 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 a a big guy you're being careful with. I think that's fine. Um, it just it just doesn't seem as though the focus is always there with him. Yeah, he'll, I wonder if they uh, it, it, they need someone like Jason Tatum. Wouldn't it be cool if they had someone like Jason Tatum? Wouldn't it be awesome if they had an opportunity to draft <laughs> Jason Tatum? Wouldn't that have been awesome? I'm just playing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. That'd be incredible. Oh, wait. They traded that pick in order to draft Marco Fultz, number one. That's right. And then, and then got rid of him after like a and year. And they got rid yeah. of him and then gave Tobias Harris $280 million. Okay. Yeah. Or, 100, <laughs> or $180 million. How much did they give him? $180 yeah. million? Whatever. Oh, enough. They gave him enough. Too much. Yeah. The problem, there's a lot of, several things wrong with that team. One, the first thing that's, problem, that's problematic with that team that no one will say because we're not allowed to say it is that the process sucked. The, the whole idea of the process was flawed from the very beginning, right? Like, think about where that team would be right now had they just built a team. Like, had they, just, had they not just cycled through injured players, cycled through draft picks for five years before they landed on two franchise guys who don't play well together and we, for all we know, don't really like each other. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right? Had they kept Robert Covington, had they kept Dario Saric and just surrounded those four guys with shooters instead of going yep. out and chasing Jimmy Butler, chasing Tobias Harris, Chasing Al Horford, chasing these names, they're so desperate to get a big three because it's like you have to have a big three to win. Like, no, you don't have to have a big three to win. You have to have a team to win. Toronto is evidence you don't need a big three to win, right? (laughs) Yeah, and and Milwaukee right now, the Lakers, like the best team, the Clippers, the best teams right now don't have a big three. So You don't need a big three. We've we've actually kind of moved from that a little bit. There's not really many big threes left. There's, There's big twos. Yeah, like there's a just, lot of big twos now. They're trying to pair these teams, these things together. It's it's all a fad. Just build your team. Just build a solid team. Just build top a to team. Bottom. Just build a team. <laughs> just draft well. What I 
sign smart guys. I think guys it's the feeling. Just, you know, they they do this in football too. The town of Philly, like they they think of themselves as um, the big market team with the free agent destination and the storied franchise. They probably are that to some extent, but I don't think that they. I I, I just I I don't think that because they want to be the team that can buy free agents and buy talent. I don't necessarily think that makes it the right course of action. I think building right. a team is still the best way to go. Like it's still best to build a team in my opinion, but absolutely. Um, you know, who but I'm a small market fan. <laughs> you know who high school play high school seniors right now don't care about Dr. J. They don't care who Dr. J was like, yeah, right? he's, a, he's a legend to us. Like those guys that are like high school seniors, college seniors right now, they're not signing in Philly because of Dr. J. They're probably yeah, not even saying there because of Allen Philly, Iverson. Yeah, if they grew up watching Philly, they 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 might have been watching Andrea Gadala. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's, those days that's are the gone. Era. Those days yep. are gone, gone, gone. <laughs> Just build a team. <laughs> build and, a team. You know, it's hard to argue. Like they got Embiid, they have Ben Simmons. Both of those guys are good. All their flaws included, they're still very good. And there is Ooh. there is a version of this team that is good of this franchise that is good. They've made all the wrong moves since they got rid of Hinky. And, yeah. you know. And that's not condoning what Hinky did because he spent four years not. running, this, running this, this, uh, this team into the trash. But he spent four years running the team in the trash, and then they completely threw his blueprint out the window. And I, I'm just saying that's a long time to be committed to something to just throw it out the window. And I, it's a little bit talking up both sides of my mouth, but it's also not because had they just built something and not because the Jimmy Butler trade doesn't get talked about for how stupid of a trade that was for them. So but stupid. that trade is awful for them. It's awful right. now because he's not there and they got rid of two assets who would really help that team right now. So it's it's awful for them. The thing about it is, is like they have committed. It's like you but, but, they but, have but, did. Yep. But it's weird because like think about like honestly, like if if Hinky was still there, they probably don't sign Tobias Harris. They probably no. They definitely don't sign Tobias Harris. They definitely they probably, don't trade for Jimmy they, Butler. They don't trade for Jimmy Butler. They probably don't sign. They might still sign Al Horford, but they probably don't sign Al Horford. But what does that team look like? Like, is that team are they still acquiring assets? Because it's hard to, or does he, or does Hinky? People say that if Hinky was in charge of this team, it'd be different. Like it would be, but would it be better? Would he have traded Embiid by now? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what he would have done. I, I know it would look dramatically different than it does now. But you're right; it may or may not be better. That we they I might still be yeah. saying, "Just wait, we've got this guy." They might still be doing that. Right, we'd be on year three of injured Markel Fultz. And still waiting yeah. on him to become something. No, no, I mean, no. no. Hinky, Hinky wouldn't have drafted Markel Fultz. He would not have traded for the Markel Fultz. <laughs> yeah, he gave two. Yeah, yeah. He might have drafted him, but he he would not have given up two for two high first round picks he to get Markel Fultz. Definitely like, Hinky not have done, done that. that. No, no. It, um, yeah. <laughs> I hear a lot of people saying that they think the Sixers are going to clean house. I don't think they will, and I don't know that they honestly should. Um, no, I don't think they should. I, I, I kind of don't. I don't think they need to trade Simmons or Embiid. The only way, reason you Not need right to trade now. one of them is if, is if, is if they legitimately hate each other. Which uh, there's really no indication that they do. You know what I mean? Like they might not like each other, but it doesn't seem like they're 
It doesn't seem like the locker room is on the on the verge of exploding. You yeah, know what I mean? it seems very um, much like a Pippin Jordan relationship. Yeah, where it's like we don't hate each other, but we're definitely not hanging out in the off season. Yeah, and that's <laughs> fine. That can work fine. That's fine. Uh, that's yeah, fine. They need shooters. They need shooters. That's what they need. They need to go they, out and get shooters. <laughs> sign, sign Tobias Harris. He's supposed to be their shooter. Yeah, they need more than that. They need they need the Ursen Ilyasovas and the JJ Reddicks of the world. That's what they need. Like they, they had, had those JJ. and it worked They had a really perfect well relationship boyfriend. set up with JJ, signing him for those one yep. year twenty five million dollar deals or twenty million dollars. Yep. Perfect. Just just run it back. Yep. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Just uh just run it back. I, I don't see why not, but we'll see what they do. I, I definitely think, you know, they They've got a really big payroll, so it's it's hard to imagine they can do a lot in free agency. But maybe Bro. people want to go and play with Simmons and Embiid. That might be the case. They might be able to get a couple shooters that way. Um, Alec Burks has been pretty good for them as a shooter, so I wouldn't mind seeing them bring him back. But I don't know. I don't know what that looks like for them. But that's what they need. They need shooters. They need somebody to come in and be able to make a shot from the corner that doesn't demand the ball. Embiid, Simmons, Horford, and Harris are on the books for an average of one hundred twenty-four million dollars per year for the next three seasons. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, and Tobias uh, Harris is going to make... Oh, uh, Tobias Harris will make almost $40 million in 2023-24. I know we often talk about trades being... <laughs> contracts being untradeable. I, I don't know if there has ever been a more untradeable contract than that one. <laughs> oh, no. Somebody would trade for that. Somebody There's trade no, for that. Who? There's no way no one's, anyone's trading for that contract. No way. Somebody would trade for that. Somebody would trade for that. <laughs> You call Washington, and Washington, Washington will offer I that John Wall deal. Would. The Lakers would trade for that contract. Probably. Washington would offer that John Wall deal. Houston might offer that Russell Westbrook deal. There's stuff out there. Ben, uh, <laughs> Bill Simmons mentioned on his podcast a potential uh, Ben Simmons for Bradley Bill trade. Why would Washington do that? I don't hate it, and at the same time, I absolutely hate it. Like, it makes sense. But I hate it for Washington. No, it doesn't. It makes zero sense. Why would Washington do that? It makes zero sense for Washington. Washington has a franchise guy. They love him. He's been pretty healthy, right? Yeah. He's he's a fantastic player. Why they just paid him? I don't think Washington has any appetite to move Bradley Beal. They obviously don't. Yeah, if they were going to trade Bradley Beal, they would have traded him like two seasons ago, I think. Yeah, I think the only reason people want uh, think Bradley Beal is, quote, on the block is because they want him to be traded they want him to play yeah. for a bigger market and a better <laughs> exactly. team like that's they it just, they just I, don't want him on washington yeah. <laughs> yeah and washington has some good stuff going for them like they they need to get out underneath that john wall situation or they need john wall to come back and he might he might come back um but they got rua hachimura there who's really good you know who played decent minutes for them in the bubble was jerome robinson who's a young yeah. young guard you know not a terrible player uh you your boy admiral schofield Mo Wagner played pretty good minutes for them. Uh, they're going to have to pay Bertans if they want to keep him. I don't know that they're going to do that. And Thomas Bryant's a young, good asset. So yep. I, don't see, I don't see why Washington needs to blow it up. Like, it doesn't make any sense. To um, me. Well, I, I, I kind of disagree. Like, I, I think Why? That, I don't think that they if should. You, I don't know that they should blow it up. But if they... If you tra- if you, yeah, if you trade Brad... So right now, you're a, a, a team... 
with some young talent that's like on the cusp of possibly the eight seed, right? With with mm-hmm. a, a, a franchise player and a bad contract, right? You get rid of, rid of Bradley Beal, and then what do you get? Like a couple late round picks that you add to that roster, and you still have a bad contract in John Wall. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, to me. What, the John Wall the, contract. Yeah, the John Wall contract is what makes it not tenable, right? Because it's like yeah, you still have that contract. Talk about untradeable. I think we now know that that contract's not getting traded. Um, that that contract seems the most untradeable to me. <laughs> but Tobias Harris is playing. We're not confident John Wall is going to be playing for his forty one million dollars next year. Forty one, holy yeah, forty one next next year, forty four the year after, and then has a player option for forty seven million. I'm guessing he's going to pick that forty seven in three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that contract ain't going nowhere. <laughs> there is not a and team I, in the league that's trading for that. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I'm I'm hard on that contract. I love John Wall. Like, good for him. He got his money. I defended that contract yeah. when they when they signed. I him defend to it. It's it not now. It made sense hurt. at the time. Yeah. I get it. Made sense at the time. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, that, that is rough. That is rough. And I hope he comes back. I hope he's healthy. I hope he crushes the league. And we start looking at that at those numbers and say, yeah, that's what John Wall's worth. I hope that that's what happens, but that's not it, it, recent history does not suggest that's going to happen. <laughs> it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget how good he was. Whenever, I like Washington. Was I love Rui Hachimura. He, he's been hurt. Um, yeah, but I, if, if Washington, but here's the thing I would say, if I don't know how we get solid. Somehow we got Washington to Washington. Talk, yeah. But, sorry about that, <laughs> but it's great. Um, if Washington looked at that roster and said they wanted to start over, I wouldn't fault them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to me any restart for Washington, any complete dismantling needs to move Wall. Yeah, it has to move Yeah, exactly. Like they have to start with Wall before you yeah. move Bill. And if like, they moving can't, Bill while you still have Wall doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense to me. So you know. <laughs> um. But yeah, but yeah, like you said, all that said, like Bradley Bill's a great player, a great franchise player for them. Like, just moving him for the sake of moving him doesn't make sense. I agree. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see Ben Simmons in New Orleans. That's where I'd like to see him. Like, have him, have him play mm. with the ball and play make. That's what I'd love to see. You know, get you know, maybe maybe even trade him for some sort of Lonzo Ball package. Obviously, Lonzo Ball's not enough, but. Uh, you know, some sort of package there. Mm. Ben Simmons has the ball in his hands, can make plays. He's got Drew Holiday there. He's got Zion there. Like, there's good players there. J.J. Redick is there. You surround him with shooters and players that can make plays. Like, that's what you need to do. That's what Ben Simmons needs. He needs players around him that can shoot. Here's the thing. I'll give you a who'd you rather. Ben Simmons or Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram, absolutely. But I like my wings. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I think I'd rather have Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I feel I feel like if but I feel like if Philly was moving him to New Orleans, I feel like they would insist on Brandon Ingram. I agree. I think that's probably it would probably take Ball and Ingram or something like that, which would be and a very Orleans, interesting I do situation. I don't think I do either. Yeah, I don't think I do that either. Unless you don't want to pay Ingram. That's the only thing I could see is if they have decided already they're not going to pay him, which would it would be silly. They, they should pay him. So. Yeah, who else like, you gonna that, pay? You're not gonna yeah, pay Zion. That's the thing. For like, a few who years. else are you paying? Like on that roster, like you gotta pay somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would I wouldn't mess around with his qualifying offer this year, man. I'd just go to yeah, ben, Brandon just, Ingram and say, like, you want a max? Here you go. Lock it like, up. Like that's what I would do. You got Zion, you got Brandon Ingram. Just you know, work on getting a point guard. 
Um, yeah, Drew Drew comes off the books after next year, so yeah, and just work on getting a point guard and just roll it and see what you got. Um, yeah, Brandon Ingram is an, an, another guy that I just have always underrated. That guy's he's I, really good. Yeah, I've always liked Brandon Ingram. I, I've always you, you've I've always, always been, been higher on him. But, I don't know what it is for me with these wings from Duke. I guess we've just seen them bust so many times. <laughs> that might be it. Well, you, you, your issue with him was was he was just too skinny. You, you when he came out, you thought he yeah. was too skinny, and you, you thought he'd get bullied. Yeah, on the next and, level. And, and, and which you weren't wrong. Yeah, the first couple <laughs> seasons that was right, but he's definitely yeah. <laughs> coming to his own. Um, but I loved, I loved, I loved like he showed a lot of promise, and then LeBron got there and he took a step back, and people were like Brandon Ingram took a step back, and I'm like, I wonder why. Yeah. Like, I wonder. LeBron you know? sucks. The, he sucks the, the the energy out of every room he's in. Well, you, you, you bring in one of the greatest players of all time at Brandon Ingram's position. At his and position. And you're wondering why Brandon Ingram took so a step And he's so ball dominant. Like, it's not like he's an yeah. off wing or anything like that. Like, he, like yeah. <laughs> the offense runs through him at all times. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah what do you, of course. What do you think's going to happen? Yeah. That'd be like, that'd be like if, uh, if we signed Bradley Beal and I'd be like, CJ McCollum took a step back this year. You yeah, know? Like, exactly. No, exactly. Take a step back. Exactly. <laughs> Um, um, so yeah, Sixers are cooked. Do you think the Celtics, do you think this team has a finals run in them? Like, are, are they, you know, you said you thought well, they were kind of missing a piece, but you know, yeah, well, the, they don't the have Bucks Gordon Hayward now. Gordon Hayward's probably out. They said up to four weeks. Yeah. Um, so they're probably going to be missing him for the, the bulk of the next round too. And I think that hurts because he was playing well, but also because it just hurts the, you know, they're just a man down. Yeah, Especially, just a man down. Who, would they, who are they going to be playing next? Uh, probably Toronto? Where are they, the third I seed? think so. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I'm not Toronto sure on the seeding, though. That Toronto team. They look man. good. Holy crud, yeah. man. <laughs> they look good. I got I, so good. I got to give the Nets credit for hanging in there. I know they, um, yeah. they kind of got, got whooped the other night, but they've played good. Despite they being really shorthanded, they've played pretty good. They've played well. Um... Why is Kyrie not playing? Is Kyrie hurt, or did Kyrie just decide not to go to the bubble? I think he's hurt, right? Isn't he? I don't know. I lose track of Kyrie. It's easy to lose track of Kyrie. Because <laughs> it's like maybe like, he maybe he sailed off the edge of the earth. <laughs> you know the fun, I had such a weird journey with the Kyrie Irving "the world is flat" thing. Because at first, when I first heard that, I thought it was a meme. I thought it yeah. was just like a joke that people were saying, like Kyrie says dumb stuff all the time. So like he's saying the world was flat. And then I heard an interview with him and I was like, oh no, Kyrie, like wh- what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Kyrie, he, Kyrie. he thinks that. <laughs> yeah. He actually thinks that. It's rough. <laughs> like, Kyrie, Kyrie, please stop. 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 <laughs> um. That team's going to be tough next year. That's probably your favorite in the East going into next year. You add Durant. You add Kyrie. You got Spencer Dinwiddie running around. You got Karis LeVert. That team's going to be really good, man. (laughs) That team is a problem if they all come back healthy next year. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be very funny around Christmas time next year whenever everybody hates Kyrie. And Kyrie mysteriously gets like a, you know, a knee scope and has the wig out, has to be out for like two months. And then they go on, they go like undefeated. Like every team Kyrie's ever played for, 
<laughs> it's it's weird that that's a thing because Kyrie's obviously a very good player, so it's just yeah. weird. It's just a weird stat. You know what I mean? It's the, every team he plays for is better without him. That is weird. You're right. Yeah, yeah it's really weird. <laughs> and it's not just it, it. It was it happened in Cleveland. They made a finals without him. It happened in Boston. They had a play, big playoff run without him. Last year in, in Brooklyn, they went on a big run without him. Like, it, it yeah. happened, like, in three different teams now. Like, it's not just, like, a one-off. You know, you know what I'm going to call? I'm going to call him the backup maker. You know what I mean? Because yeah. everywhere he goes, <laughs> his backup becomes a star. Like, Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie is considered really highly in circle. Terry Rozier got that big contract off it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and remember thanks. Matthew Dellavedova did, didn't? Didn't Del Vadova fill he in for did. Kyrie yeah, and then get that contract? Absolutely right. Del Vadova stepped up, and that's in that. Uh, in that, that was the first year they lost to the uh, Warriors. Yeah, that year Kyrie missed the finals, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, I, that's. I, he's the backup maker. That's the way it goes. <laughs> Kyrie's quietly still only twenty eight. He's twenty eight. He's only twenty eight. It's it's shocking. Yeah. That's you forget he came out. At, he was nineteen when he came out. So yeah, he's still only twenty eight. So he's still got several more years if he can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I wonder I wonder what this Brooklyn team looks like next year. Because, y- you know, y- you look at it, Dinwiddie's still under contract, so they've still got that situation. But Joe Harris is, is a free agent. Um, I, I think they probably don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, bringing in Durant and having that situation, I, want, I wonder what the team's going to look like with Durant and, and Kyrie next year. It's going to be going to be fun to watch them, though, I think. I think the, weird, the, the weirdness for that team is going to be Karis LeVert because they've, you've got to play that guy. He's really good. He's like, a you, really good player. You can't not play Karis LeVert, but whose minutes is he taking? Yeah, I, I think I think you know Dinwiddie's the one who loses minutes. That's what you I think. think it's Dinwiddie. I would trade him then. I would too, um, if I were them. But we'll because see if they do that or not. That's a very tradable contract. But it's very tradable, and I think they could get assets for him. I think so too. Although it, it is just basically a one year because he's got a player option for twelve million the next year, and he's got you mm. got to assume that if you got to assume he's going to then drop that and try to get a bigger deal somewhere. They, they got. They have to play Karis. I just. I my worry is that all those guys come back and Karis LeVert get lost in the shuffle, and you can't lose him in the shuffle because that guy is really good. You got to give him. Yeah, I, I'll tell you. What, I'm calling if I'm any team in the league. I'm I'm, I'm calling about Karis LeVert. I'm sure they aren't interested, but I'm. I'm, I'm definitely, sure they're not. They I'm get definitely me, but, going to try but then, to get but then it get, yeah, but then they got to trade Dinwiddie. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I don't know, and maybe I guess it's a you know it's a, it's a good problem to have. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to... Okay, so yeah, we talked about... I want so, to talk uh, Sixers. We started talking about the yeah. Sixers. <laughs> yeah, we, I feel like we've talked about every team in the East except the Sixers. No, we've talked Sixers. We've done good. Okay, we're Sixers. not talking about the Sixers. The Sixers so, are done. They, uh, um, it's, it's too bad we didn't get to see this team at full strength in the playoffs to where we could finally put to rest what the team is. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Now they still have that while we were hurt. That's gonna. That's what I. I started to say this when we got off on something else. Of I don't think they break that team (laughs) up because I still think I think that they're gonna have the out of okay. So we're gonna sign some some vet shooters. We're gonna change coaches, and we're gonna come back next year and still think this team 
maybe this team has you know can get it done. Al Horford is a problem. Like, Al Horford is just not being yeah. Yep. Um, Al Horford. They, Al, Al Horford is yeah. And they owe him a lot of money, and you know I, I don't really think that contract is tradable. But if they're keeping the team together, I mean, Al, there are worse people to have at the five. What the, than than him? He's he's smart. He's just he's just he's just you know he's just not the player he once was. Which is fine. He's yeah, old. He's, it happens. He's, yeah, he's 34. You know, yeah. he's 30, 40. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, one of the things about him was always that he had such a great inside-outside game. And he's evolved that well over time. But defensively, he just doesn't have the ability to stay in front of guys like he used to, which is what made him so unique. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, and he's great. I love, I love Al Horford on my team. But he, he just, he's definitely taken a step back this year. Yeah. So I think they I don't think they trade either either of those guys any of those guys. I think they run it back with a new coach. And I think we're like a year or two away from the fire cell in Philly. Which is dumb because Brett Brown is fine. Like Brett Brown's not the problem. Yeah, he's, he's I think Brett Brown's done a really good the job problem. there. Brett yeah. Brown didn't give but Tobias whatever. Harris that contract. He did not. <laughs> Brett Brown didn't <laughs> trade for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> not his fault. <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's the way it works, though, right? Like, you know, you, 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 the coach is always the one that gets blamed. Like, what do you want the coach to do? Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is what you gave me. You gave me no shooters. You let JJ and Jimmy Butler walk, and you re-signed Tobias Harris. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gave me this jigsaw well, puzzle and then took all the border pieces out of it. What? Yeah, <laughs> you you traded the guy who people are now saying is the X factor in the Houston playoff run. So yeah, because that's what that's yeah, how people refer did. to Robert Covington. Why did they now. do that? So, like why? Why did they get rid of Robert Covington? There was no reason to get rid of Robert Covington. Jimmy Butler, who is on the Heat now, who is, looks like they might make the conference finals. I don't get it. Yeah. By the um, way, um, I, I love that Jeff Green scored 22 points in the overtime game against Oklahoma City, by the way. I just, <laughs> I, I just, every time, I just consistently forget that Jeff Green is still in the league. And I, it's, it's amazing to me. He's about to be 34 years old. Yeah, like, how Came in played 38 Green? minutes for He's Houston. He's like 40 years old, 50. You can tell me Jeff Green is anywhere from like 28 to like 55 years old, I believe you. Yeah, he'll be 34 later this month. It's, feels it's like crazy. He's been in, feel like he's been in my life my entire life. <laughs> I know, and I think he's played for every team at this point, at right? Least, Hasn't he? It, he's not been a Hornet, but that might be the only team. <laughs> it might, might be are, the only team are you he's sure, for. Are, are you sure he hasn't been a Hornet? I'm not. Cause, cause I'm, I'm 100% not, I'm not, not sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been. <laughs> oh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh god. Um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk some Denver Nuggets. Okay, let's talk Denver. I'm I'm here for your Denver Nuggets takes because it's weird because like the Nuggets, like that first game they had in this series against Utah, uh, that overtime game, Miller and uh, excuse me, Mitchell Mitchell and uh, Murray just had a duel, just going at it. Yeah. You know, just throwing it at each other, just picking up rocks and just chucking them at each other's heads. And yeah. Denver M- uh, Murray can do that. Murray gets streaky. He gets hot, and he can. That's do the that. problem with him. Though. He's so inconsistent. Because like yep. he'll have like yeah, one game, great where game, he, bad game. Yep. Just 
just completely disappear, right? <laughs> like, yep. So I wanted to ask you, because you know who's really been good for them. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. has been our, very good. Our, not not our, the other night, but... Yeah, well, yeah, he's not. Our, our man crushed Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. They, got, they lost game two, got crushed in game three. Just crushed in game yeah, three. Yeah, game three was just embarrassing for everybody on that roster. Just crushed in game three. Um, game four is uh, today? They play today? Sunday? I think so. Yeah, I think I they think play they, today. Um, if they lose that series, man. Do you think, <laughs> do you think teams start calling about Jamal Murray? I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Just putting it out there. Uh, if, they, if they lose this series, I do think Denver will be listening to offers of a, of a sort, you know what I mean? And it might be Jamal Murray, although he just signed that huge contract. So I don't he know did. what that trade looks like. Um, but Gary Harris, I, I definitely think is vulnerable. I, I, you know, and then you look at the guys coming off the books. They've got a lot of their complimentary pieces are coming off the book. Tory Gregg, uh, Tory Craig is coming off the books. Uh, after this year, Paul Millsap's off the books. Mason Plumley's off the books. Uh, Jeremy Grant's got a player option, $9 million. I imagine he won't pick that up. I imagine he'll probably think he can get a not. longer, bigger deal. Yeah, he um, can get paid probably. So it, it's, it, it's going to be interesting with Denver because they're going to have to plug those spots, right? Um, Monty Morris has a team option. I imagine they pick that up, but he's not going to be happy making $1.7 especially if he gets a big minutes increase because of the loss of other guys. I, they're going to need somebody... They're going to need to take a hard look at how they're going to fill out the rest of this roster. And if that means taking the ball out of Jamal Murray's hands and putting it in Michael Porter Jr.'s hands, then that's very possible. But right now, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that a trade works out. I don't think their appetite to move him is going to be strong enough to take any offer. And I don't think any of the offers that come in are going to be good enough to be tempting. Do you know what that's I mean? That's very fair. 100% fair. Because um, it would probably take a lot to pry him away from them. Yeah, yeah, not just uh, talent, but money. I mean, you're gonna have to make thirty million dollars work. So yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. He's still oh, he's have still to... only twenty two. Yeah, he's is he only twenty two? I feel like he's been around a really long time. Twenty two. Wow. I feel I like thought he, he was, was around for like four years before I even realized he was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's an like, interesting core though with Murray Porter and Jokic. That's an it, interesting core for them. It doesn't work for me. Like that core seems like I don't know. Like it just it seems it duplicate like Porter and Murray duplicate each other and I think Porter's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Porter Porter I I I obviously he's not Kevin Durant but like stylistically he has that kind of upside which is is so compelling. And so you have compelling. to you have to worry about the injury stuff with him. You have to just take it Absolutely. easy and go and go and go slow with him. But yep, I just I don't know. I'm I'm again. I'm not saying they should trade Jamal Murray. I don't think that they should. But I'm saying like if this ends badly, which it looks like it might, and they start yeah. and like you said, all the assets that they're gonna lose, they're gonna need to restock the shelf a little bit. He's their best chip to restock it. Yeah, and it's they, true. It's they have true. a guy at his position that plays as well, if not better. And he's just the problem with Murray is like you just, he's just so inconsistent. He'll have a game like game one, and then by game three, you're like, why, why, why are they playing Jamal Murray? Oh, he played thirty minutes. <laughs> it is just like, yeah. oh, I, I didn't even realize he was on the court. <laughs> yeah, no, he's very much that way. He 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 
you know what? I, I watched him a lot last year because they had a seven game series with Portland. So I watched him a lot in that play. And he was, it was one game. You'd kind of be like, Oh, this is a Jamal Murray game. And then the next game you'd be like, Oh good. This isn't a Jamal Murray game. You, know? <laughs> yeah, you can Murray kind of tell game. that way. They, they really don't play the same position though. Right. Michael Porter's like that stretch wing, right? Isn't he? Like yeah. A big they don't wing play the Murray's same position, the but no, they don't. They can, they can definitely slide into the lineup together. Absolutely. But okay, uh, okay. I'm saying their skill set overlaps each other is what I'm saying. Like they, oh, okay. Because I think Porter, Murray's a two, and Michael, Mike, uh, I'm going to say Michael Carter-Williams. Michael Porter Jr. is a, uh, is a three. Yeah, he's, he's a f- th- three, four. Michael Porter Jr. is a three, Does four, he play but he's the a four wing for them? four. I thought he yeah, sometimes. Three. Oh, okay. No, nah, okay. he, he plays both. He plays both for them. But Murray, I think, plays the one for them most of the time. He, 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 okay. Fine. I, look, look, I'm not calling him a point guard. I'm saying they play him at point guard. Don't get on fine, me about this. Fine, fine. I, look, look, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you about whether or not he is a point guard or plays like a point guard. I'm just saying Denver puts him at the one. I can't wait. I can't wait to be the old guy still arguing about whether or not a guy is a point guard or not. That argument is so dead. No one cares anymore. I'm the only one, apparently, that still cares. And you care a lot, buddy. <laughs> I'm apparently the only one that still cares. Because you know why? Do you know why that team doesn't make sense? It's because they don't have a point guard. <laughs> Get them a point I guard. Love... You don't need to you don't need scoring at the point guard position. You don't need it. If you have it, that's fine. But you don't need it. What you need is offense facilitation at the point guard position. That position does not have to score points. If you have someone like Dame <laughs> that can do both, then great. That's fantastic. Someone like Steph Curry, that's fantastic. You don't need to force James Harden to play the point guard. Like, you don't have yeah. to do that. Yeah. Just put someone, put a point guard there to run the offense through James Harden. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Don't get yeah. me started on this. this. I will die on this hill. <laughs> I don't care what the analytics people say. I do not care. I will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you look, Chris Paul is a perfect example of a guy who can put, give you 20 a game and facilitate the offense yeah. really well. So. You don't yeah. have to move your facilitator to the point guard position. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just go, love find, just love go find a, a, a second-tier point guard. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, is Spencer Dinwiddie a point guard by your definition? No. No, okay. I'm just checking. I, 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 I lose track. He's an off guard. But, uh, just put it. To, I'm surprised. Ky- Kyrie's a point su- guard. Kyrie is yeah. a point guard, but Kyrie could be a two. Kyrie's very similar to Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was yeah a point, a kind of a point guard, but I think Allen Iverson's career really took off when they moved him off ball. Yeah, but you know, he could run the point. It's just about, it's I, I just about you where you want Steph the offense Curry. to start. Like, do you want the offense? And it's just really more the way that modern NBA offenses work, where the ball-dominant player, a wing, whether it's a guard or a forward or whoever, is the one that really starts to facilitate the offense. Yeah. Which is like Dallas playing Luka at the one. Do not get me started. Just put him at the three <laughs> and just run the <laughs> offense through him at the three. Like, you, he doesn't have to be the point guard. <laughs> like, you can still run the offense through him it was like, if, if, the, if the Bulls played in the modern NBA today Michael Jordan would be the point guard and that's stupid like, you don't need him to be just sign Ron Harper that's all you gotta do just sign Ron Harper 
I love this. I love this discussion. I love that you brought up Steph Curry because Steph Curry's always somebody that you say isn't a point guard. You always say he's he's a two. not. But but Steph is a different case. And the reason Steph is that Steph and Dame are really kind of different from this. Dame is a point guard. Steph isn't, but is. But the reason that that it makes sense for me to run offense to him is because Steph can just shoot from anywhere on the court. Like it doesn't matter yeah. where Steph is. Right. If you put him in yeah. the corner off ball or if you have him bring him up and run a pick and roll, he can shoot from 30 feet. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect your offense one way or the other. If Jamal Murray's bringing the ball up the court, you're taking six seconds off the clock before he passes it and then gets into a position where he can initiate his offense. What like, like what's your what are you doing? Like, just have him start there. <laughs> just have him start a, in that position. I think that's the best way you've ever explained that to me. What? I think so. About I th- that? I, I just about this argument. I've never been opposed to your argument um, or yeah. anything like that. But I think the way you just described that makes the most sense to me of any argument you've ever made about it. Well, good. I'm glad I helped. <laughs> it's like you just, it makes like, sense it just, to me now. I'm it like, just oh, doesn't make sense. I, like, just start him there. Have someone else bring the ball up, <laughs> set a screen at the top, and then Jamal Murray's already in the corner. And then he can get a secondary screen, he can go baseline, he can do whatever, he can swing back, and you can start the play over. Whatever. It just doesn't make sense to have him the ball start in his hand. That's not where he's most effective. Put him in the corner, put him in, <laughs> put him in a back screen or do something like that, and just let him work off his offense like that. It's the, very Reggie Miller-ish. Why would you start the offense in Reggie Miller's hand? It doesn't make any sense. Like, that's not where he's most effective. I James love Harden this. Is, I love, James see, Harden Dwayne, is the same way. Like, why, why start the possession with the ball in James Harden's hands? Yeah, Dwayne, you need to be a coach, Dwayne. This is the way it goes. No, I love I do it. not. I'd be the I worst coach ever. I'd be like, just shoot it. <laughs> just shoot just it. Shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, that's pretty coach. much th- that's pretty much what Terry Stotts says. So <laughs> I, I like Terry Stotts. That's not a dig, actually, but that's Terry Stotts' thing. It's like if you're open, shoot it. Always, always open, <laughs> shoot, shoot it. it. Just shoot it. Well, yeah. luckily, as Dame and Dame's like, okay, fine. Where am I? Forty five like, feet. I will. Screw it. <laughs> I used to always love because Myers Leonard, when he was there, you know, like he could shoot. Myers Leonard could shoot, but he was so cerebral. Like you'd see him kind of. Uh, be hesitant sometimes and every time you'd see him get the ball on like a swing pass and he was open he hesitated and then passed it stots you could see stots just shaking his head and he'd come up and he'd be like myers shoot it like <laughs> <laughs> that's mike d'antoni mike d'antoni is like if you're yeah. 45 feet within the root and within the thing let's just get it up as quick as possible yeah Volume. get it up <laughs> let's just get it up we'll just get back don't worry about it um we talked about what, what do you so, think? Yeah. What do you think of Michael Porter Jr.? Like, where do you where do you feel about him, his ceiling, his role right now? Like, what do you what do you see for that kid? Yeah, I think if they slow play him, I think he could be an all star. I think that kid's good. He I sure think. could score like he in, could score he could in buckets, sure put up buckets. He can score in bunches. I, I think he's really long. I think he's really athletic. I think they I think they have a winner there. I really do. As long as the health obviously is an issue, if he can stay healthy, but if he stays yeah. healthy, I yeah. think he definitely makes. I think he's an, a future All Star. Yeah, he boy, he looks. He's fun to watch too when he gets cooking. Yeah, and he's still. This is this his rookie season. I think they call season? this his. I think they call this his rookie oh, season. Oh, because he but missed it's his second yeah, season in the league. He missed yeah. all of last year. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
yet. But he's only 22. He just turned 22 last year. Still June, young. So. Still young. Yeah, I, I, I love Michael Carter. I keep saying Michael Carter Williams. Michael Porter Jr. Wait, it's okay, man. We know you. We know who you are. <laughs> Everyone listening to the show knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, it, it this my and Michael Porter Jr. Michael Carter two Michaels three three names I, yeah. yeah we're good we're yeah. okay yeah it it, it works <laughs> if you know me it works <laughs> um talk talk to me a little bit about Clippers Mavs because that's been a fun series to watch oh, and I, really uh, <laughs> I think the Clippers are gonna win it but it's been fun to watch yeah so I'm not emotionally prepared to have the Mavericks talk yet. It makes me. Oh angry. yeah, are you? Are you? Do you have Mavericks no, issues? I, I, I'm just. I'm really. This, this whole Mavericks thing is really starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> is this like the Giannis thing where you're just like no, settled down? We're no, not there it's yet. A, it's a completely different. It's a completely different thing, and it's okay. I want to hear it. <sighs> All right, so we're gonna have to get a little political. I don't want to get political. But we, can, we can get political. It's okay. This desire that, that everyone has, and specifically more conservative-leaning people, to want to brand them as birds, as the new version of the bird Celtics, is just oh, really, okay. really, really stupid and annoying to me. <laughs> oh, okay. It doesn't seem necessary, right? It's so it really unnecessary. It's so, and then you had the incident this past weekend where... Uh, uh, who was it? Was I think it was Montrez Harrell in the game referred to uh, Donka as a a punk ass white boy or something like that. And oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And now everyone's saying he needs to be suspended. I just, I just cannot bring myself to have the energy to care about this. I just, it's yeah. Like, I, I, I think in general that lexicon probably needs to go away. Um, I don't see it as a high priority. Just, who, who cares? Does that like, make sense? Honestly, who cares? Honestly, who cares? Yeah. Um, and the thing about it is the people that are making that argument don't care. They don't care about no, that. They they, don't. They're just trying to find any reason to crap on the NBA because the NBA cares about black people. That's just that's really the only thing. But anyway. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's, it's a false. They're trying to make a false equivalency, and it's, 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 it's an old tactic that's very well established. None of the arguments they ever make are ever in good faith. No. Like they're, it's, no. it's never a good faith argument. It's always a, what about this? Like, you care about this, but you don't care about this. Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's whataboutism. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, and I don't, so. I don't really care to talk about that. But yeah. if we're going to talk about basketball... Which allegedly that's what we are. Yeah, the Clippers. I, are, I like I like Luca a lot. So I, I like watching him so play. Good. He's fun to watch. He's yeah. a lot of fun to watch. He's going to be really, really, really good. They have a really good team around him. I worry a couple things. I, I honestly worry about Przingis. Przingis just seems like he may not be up to the task of being the two. The, 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 yeah, the, sec- I mean, the, sec- the second guy to Luca, I mean. Yeah, he has, he has I, I don't know if it's a focus thing, but I know some games I really feel him there, and, yeah. um, and some games not so much. Some games I feel like he's just gone. And I yeah. don't know, again, I don't know if it's like some games he's more dialed in, or I don't know if like it's a health thing or what it is with him, but I, I, I just think he it, needs to be more consistent. Yeah, a lot of it, I think, I think this is probably part of the thing with, with Embiid, um, is that I think that we put them under such a microscope 
that any off game seems amplified where it's, it's yeah really i get just, that it's really just kind of like the course of a season like it's hard to be dialed in 82 games a season right like <laughs> yeah yeah very true <laughs> it's a it's a tiring grueling hard sport and a hard game to play and it's like some days it's just like guys i'm just really t- we've played five games in the last seven days and i'm really tired <laughs> it's like <laughs> sometimes that's just what it is right uh, teams call those scheduled losses like the coaches yeah, are looking I at the schedule. That. Coaches will look at the schedule and be like, "Well, there's no way we're winning. We're playing the we're playing the Mavericks after playing four four games in three days. Yeah, we're losing that game because <laughs> our guys are just gonna be quick. I think it's kind of that with Porzingis, like where it's just like because he plays well, but then you have guys like Luca or like Trey Young or like Dame who just every night just bring it." Right, like it doesn't yeah. like they don't seem to have those lulls in their in their focus or in their preparation. Like they're just like Dame is just every night. And even Dame is honestly this whole Portland team starting to look a little tired. And they they do they they look tired. They look they look like the bubble has taken a lot out of them, especially yeah, because they've three, been they've three, been three playing really at a ten for like three weeks now. <laughs> like every yeah. game's been a playoff game for them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Now I I'm not. I, I, I'm not complaining about the refs, but Uh-oh. 43 free throws for the I like this. The Let's do I mean, this. Let's do I'm this. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> game three, you know, Portland came out, was playing really well, and then, um, you know, 43 free throws for, uh, for, the, for, for the Lakers. I, that's a lot. That seems like a lot. Like, I feel like, I feel like Whiteside would like and Nurkic would like breathe on LeBron and he'd get to yeah. the foul line. I feel like that's I how think, that works. Wasn't there so. one play where LeBron tripped over a Laker and got a foul called? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Anth- Anthony Davis tripped somebody and and got a foul uh, called on it. So because basically Davis went up and CJ ran by him and Davis kicked his leg out so that he tripped over CJ. Yeah, got a foul called. I just I'm just saying like. I, I, but it's Lakers. It was, you know, but that was supposed to be a Portland home game. Like, come on, guys. So, <laughs> so, you're, so you're saying in the bubble that whoever the home team is, that that the refs should favor them. I'm saying if you're gonna favor one team, at least favor the home one. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're gonna do it, right? Uh, I love this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm I say it was Port- four, forty-three tired. to nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> that is rough. I often scoff at those free throw discrepancies, though. You know me. Yeah, I, I often do, too. You know me. I don't blame the refs a lot, right? And, yeah. and I, I don't even think the refs are why the, the Blazers lose. I'm not even saying that. But I'm saying the, the foul, they really slowed that game down. Portland came out really hot, and they were really there. And the refs really slowed it down. And, and I think that yeah. really helped the Lakers. So I'm just going to say that <laughs> you know me, I don't complain about the refs very much. So. I very rarely, very rarely do I ever, uh, do I, do I blame referees because yeah. like yeah. the refs, like, yeah, they can affect the tempo of a game. They can affect like the way a stylistically a game is played. Like if, if the players sense that the refs are calling, you know, really, really handsy stuff on the outside, you might see the players play off on defense a little more, which opens up the three more. Yeah. That can happen. Stuff like that can happen. 
But ultimately, sure. the, the refs don't make shots. The refs don't get rebounds. The refs don't get back in transition. Like, ultimately, I don't think the refs really affect games. And I tend to feel the same way overall. Overall. Um, overall. <laughs> so, like, 43 is a lot, though. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot, guys. It's a lot. And I know Dame, and, and a, lot of the, a lot of the free throws Portland got were late from Dame. Yeah. You know, so it was like a, you know. <laughs> um, that series is still um, going. I, 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 everyone's written that series off. I have not. I still think Portland's in that series. Um, yeah. Gotta be tough though. The Lake, you have this to expect feels like, that though. This like, feels yeah, like yeah. It feels this, like six. This or feels seven. like Lakers and six. Does yeah. it feel like Lakers and six? It feels like six yeah. or seven Lakers. Yeah. Um, after that first game though, I was like, you, you, you have to expect the Lakers to shoot better. And you have to expect the Lakers are going to shoot way more free throws than that. Like, it's LeBron. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just the way it goes. We'll see. I don't want to talk too much about them because I will get upset. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do want to give we... you. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to give you time to talk about the Hornets and the Lions. Yeah, I was going to say. Before we end. We haven't okay, talked good, about good, the, good. The, the greatest moment in Charlotte basketball in 20 years, and I'm not being hyperbolic. <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely not being hyperbolic. <laughs> yeah, so Charlotte jumped from, what, eight to three? Yeah. That's yeah, nice. We, we had the eighth best odds in the lottery jump to three. In a three-player draft, I think that's probably fine. Yeah, yeah, that's so. That means that we'll have our choice of one of uh, what's his name, Anthony. uh, What's his name? What's the kid's name from Georgia? Uh, Edwards. Edwards. Anthony Edwards. I honestly, I've done so little draft preparation. I have a lot to do. We're gonna get one of Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, or my favorite player of all time, Lamelo Ball. Um, here's my question. If the Hornets take LaMelo Ball, how long before LeVar Ball and Michael Jordan get in a fist fight? Like, how long do you think it takes? Like, two weeks, three weeks, a month? Are we, like, all-star break? Uh, because it's inevitable. It. It's I'll inevitably it. going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it four weeks. That's what I'll four give weeks? It. I'll give it four weeks. LeVar is going to go on first take. He's going to be like, LaMelo's the best player they've ever had. Yeah, right? <laughs> God, I do not want LeVar Ball in my life. I really don't. I just, I do not. Yeah. That's the thing. Because like, Mello's, like, got, Lamello's probably got, I think, the highest ceiling of any of those guys. Probably yeah. the lowest floor, but also probably the highest ceiling. Like, I don't know. That kid could really be a great NBA player or he could be out of the league in two years. Like, I just really don't know. Yeah. That, that's, that's the thing. I, unfortunately for most teams, if I'm running it, LeVar ball is enough for me not to take him. I just, I just don't like, want I, him I just, Absolutely, man. Yeah. Or I would just take him, uh, or I would take him and ban. I'd call him and be like, I'm banning your dad. Like your dad doesn't get to come on. He is not allowed in the building. And you have to be okay with that. Like, yeah, like I just, cause I don't want to deal with it. And I don't know why we give him a platform. There's no reason to give him a platform. Because people watch. He's just a loud mouth. People watch. Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. Um, I will say this about Charlotte. You know, Charlotte is in a pretty good spot. Yeah. 
and they're in a spot where they, they have Devontae Graham, who seems to be the, the, the player at the, at the guard position that they are hoping pans out to be. That the hope, hope, mm-hmm. Hoping pans out to be the future of the guard position. Terry Rozier is a good, solid bridge between now and what the position becomes. And then they've got mm-hmm. two forwards at the, you know, the three, four, even some five maybe between Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington. They've uh-huh. got, I think, Bismack Biambo's contract comes off this coming up season. I think Cody's mm-hmm. comes off this coming up season. And I think yeah, it's Nick getting Batum, better. And I think Nick Batum comes off this season. So yeah, I think I think I think Batum is entering his ex- his expiring deal. His yeah. expiring year. So you're looking at about a total of about forty million dollars over the next season that's going to be coming off. So what that allows is Charlotte obviously is not a, a free agent um, attraction. Free agents probably aren't signing there. But what it does allow is it allows for teams to take a bad contract and get future assets. Yep. Which I think is Absolutely. exactly what Charlotte is going to be doing. Charlotte's going to be like, oh, yeah. hey. Call Detroit. Call Detroit. Detroit. I see you got a guy up there you don't want. We'll take that contract for a season or two. We yeah. want three draft picks. <laughs> yeah, right? That's what you do, man. That's what you do if you're Charlotte. Yeah, that's, that's what you uh, do. That's, that's a brilliant way. That's pretty much what Brooklyn did for a couple of years to get out of the mess they were in. Absolutely. And look what it got them. It got them in a better position. Got, even, even Kyrie. Got them in a great position. Yeah, Kyrie and KD aside, like they have a, yeah. a great young talent on that team that they accrued through that process. Yep, absolutely. They should absolutely do it. Yeah, Charlotte should be doing that. And they've um, got good young pieces right now. They're not in terrible shape, so they're not. I wonder. I, I worry that what Charlotte is gonna do is is gonna sign mid level guys to max deals. It's really. I, I, that's, it's always that, possible. Yeah, I worry that's what they do, but they don't have to do that. They're gonna get this third pick, and they're gonna get a player. I I, I said this on Twitter, and I'll say it again. It's weird that they don't need this pick. I don't think they really need it, but they need to nail it. Even if, yeah. even if it's a matter of trading it or if it's a matter of drafting a guy that is an asset, they can't, they can't draft another Michael Carter with a Michael, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Another Michael with three names. Dwayne, <laughs> <laughs> don't ever change. Don't ever change. You're my favorite person, man. Don't ever change. <laughs> they can't draft another Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Like, whoever they draft in this position has to be an asset. Yeah. What, what if they took like, because everyone says there's the big three in this draft, right? Which really means there isn't the big one in this draft. But yeah, so that's exactly four, what that means. Um, what that means is there is no guy in this draft. <laughs> yeah. So um, a, a lot of people have Obi Toppin from Dayton as the people number four like guy. People like Obi Toppin. That guy seems to me like a high floor option. Like maybe he doesn't become a franchise changing player, but I think that guy can score. You know what I mean? I think he's a, He's a wing that can score and he can hit threes. And I, I wonder, like, if you're at three and Wiseman's off the board and you're looking at LaMelo Ball or somebody like Obi Toppin, like, why not go with the guy like Toppin? Like, what would you say to that if they went with a little safer pick? Or do you think they need to swing? No, I don't think they need to swing. I think they need, they need an asset. If they feel like Obi Toppin is a better asset than LaMelo Ball, they should take Obi Toppin. Okay. I Because I... I I get like you don't want to whiff, but you could argue that Michael Carter, Michael Carter. Was- Look at this! It's working. I'm, I'm, I've got you in. <laughs> it's infectious. It's infectious. <laughs> um, 
you, you could argue that the problem with Michael Kidd Gilchrist was he was the safest pick in that draft. See, like that, that's what see, you could and say that's about the thing. That. That's that's where this becomes hard, right? Because like, mm-hmm. what does safe even mean, right? When it, yeah, and it, it's it is something that you can't judge at the time. It's something that only time will tell. I've said this about Charlotte. Charlotte over the past decade has not drafted badly. They really haven't. No. Like they've the problem is, is that none of their picks panned out. And yeah, and that's, it's, it's that's, every draft. We yeah, we don't look at their draft at the end of the draft day and go, "That was a bad pick." Like we never right. do that with. That's them. the problem. So, like the, the problem. Decade. The problem isn't that they've drafted terribly. The problem is, is that none of their picks work. Now that could probably yeah. that probably has a lot to do with the franchise's ability to develop players. That's on them. Yeah, that that's a good factor. Yeah, like that's on that's definitely on them. Like what outside of Kemba, like what rookie did they draft through that whole? I'm talking pre Mitch Kupchak. What rookie did they draft that ex- that exceeded expectations? None of them did, right? Like, and that's mm-hmm. gotta be on the franchise, oh, it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the the Noah the Noah Vonley pick made all the sense in the world at the time. Like, it, it, it did. It, it really did. It was the, it made sense. Everyone liked it. People would try to pretend they didn't. Now, everyone at the time liked that pick. He didn't pan out. Yeah. Okay, why? Like, why is it that they constantly draft everyone? Just go down the line. Cody Zeller, Frank Siminski. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, excuse me, uh, Noah Vonley, all these guys that they draft, none of them reached the potential we thought they could have. That's on the franchise. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be a factor. So, And then you look at other teams who consistently pluck talent late and yeah, then develop the Pacers. It and turn it into something. Well, the Pacers yeah. are kind of different. Well, the Pacers kind of like get a guy that's cast off and turn him into an all-star. But like there are yeah. teams. The Nets, <laughs> we just talked about the Nets. The Nets just turned Karis LeVert into an asset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. like 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 yeah, like franchises are good at it or franchises are not. That falls on them. But the the pick at the time, the the pick at the time doesn't really reflect what the pick turns into. Like Michael Carter, Michael Kid Gilchrist, Jesus Christ, Michael Kid Gilchrist. We, we are ba- We're gonna have to send an apology to him to his family. We've done this three times now. I'm sorry, Michael Kid Gilchrist. I'm sorry, Michael Kid Gilchrist. May at the time everybody praised that pick. I know people will pretend they yep. didn't now. Everyone praised that pick at the time. And at the time it made sense. It did not work out. Yep. And that's not on Michael Kidd Gilchrist. That's not on the people that made the decision of the pick. That's on the franchise for not accurately developing. I argue the fact that they were trying to get him to shoot threes never made sense to me. The kid can't shoot threes. We know this. Yeah. Make him do something that he can do. The franchise never did that. Yeah. The closest they did was that first year that uh, your new coach is there. Um, I can't remember his name. That but when they were playing him at the five, like that's the closest yes. they did to really trying to let him do what he does well. Yeah, he is a he is a great perimeter defender who crashes the boards well and runs the floor well. Just have him do that. Like stop putting him in the corner. Yeah. He can't do that. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. You know who develops players well is Denver. I'm thinking about Den- all yeah. the guys Denver's drafted in Gary like the teens and twenties. Yeah, they yeah. and you forget um, about the guys. Yeah, the guys that they drafted and um, have moved on, like Evan Fortier. They did a really good job developing yeah. him. They took him twentieth out of France. Like, yeah, Denver's done a really good job. Yeah, I say all that to say I'm glad we got three, and I'm really scared we're going to draft uh, Levar Ball, and that the next five years of my life is going to be every week me coming on here and complaining about something stupid Levar Ball says. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hopefully you get wiseman and he turns into um the second coming of 
Porzingis, you know, yeah. what I mean? the next, I think the next the wor- unicorn. The worst case scenario for us, I think, is if we draft LaMelo Ball and he actually is good. Because LeVar is never going <laughs> to shut up. <laughs> well, and what will happen is he'll be really good. LeVar will say he should be playing in L.A. And then there'll be all that drama the whole time. So. Yeah, to trade him. Have fun. Congrats. Yeah. Like, look at <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, you know, we've gone long. Uh, this was fun catching up on basketball. Uh, we, we need to probably get, schedule like a legit to, I wanted to talk football Rockets. We didn't episode. Even get there. We'll have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right, though. We'll talk Rockets next week. That's what we'll do. We'll check back in next week. We'll do basketball again next week. And then we'll turn to football the week after. Maybe we'll see if we can get somebody on to talk fantasy. So, yeah, let's do that. Um, but before we go. Let me just mention it really helps us out. If you go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a nice review, so please do. That about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on iTunes, Stitcher. Check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. You should also follow us on Twitter, at twoguysdwayne and at twoguysbrandon. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. In the track, generous. It's that infinite. Fill in the gap synonyms. Extract minerals, twist it, and dash cinnamon. Flavorful. Neighbors sniff it from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme wrap, and then we dish it. Yo. Your attention's on the fire. Cause on the mic, I call experience. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. That's a sabotage. Nobody move. Yeah. Don't even sleep. Ready to ill. Ready to get it. Ready to kill. Ready to ill. Ready to kill. Yeah. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. That's a sabotage. Nobody move. Yeah.